Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Sacred Space Podcast. My name is Gina Stockton, and I'm so excited that you're here. In this episode, this will be the second part of a conversation that I had with Stephanie Byerly. In our first chat, we talked about her journey discovering her gift of prayer and her call really as a powerful intercessor and what it really means to hear God's voice and to really say yes to Him. And really hand in hand with that, I wanted to talk to her about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Because when you enter into prayer ministry, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are really what enable you to bring God's presence, His heart, and His kingdom to bring Isaiah 61 to God's people. So this is going to be an episode where we really talk about the fears, the baggage, the things that people really wrestle with when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. And I hope it's something that you find encouraging, that maybe clears any confusion you might have and brings freedom as you pursue your relationship and intimate walk with Jesus. Now, I would love to talk to you about the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. You and I both have taught prayer training, and you have way more experience than I do in that. And the teaching about the gifts of the Spirit, and when I say gifts of the Spirit, primarily talking about um, the 1 Corinthians 12 Mm -hmm. uh, list, and it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to step into when you're teaching. Um, there's, you know, charismatic and more Pentecostal um, denominations that are, you know, are all about the gifts and, you know, mm-hmm. they're active. And, and then there's a more conservative side that, you know, there's the cessationist side. And then there's the more conservative that, well, maybe, but we're just, we don't understand it. So we're just going to pretend they're not there, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then every, and then the people in the middle that, um, there's people that have experienced a lot of sometimes spiritual abuse or just weird experiences. So mm-hmm. they're fearful. And so really it's it's an attempt to come in and go, okay, what is biblical normal? What, what did Jesus say? How did he function? How did his disciples function? How mm-hmm. does he say in the word we're to function? Mm-hmm. And then what does that really look like in right. real life and the day-to-day? And so I, I would love to hear your perspective on um, spiritual gifts because we're in a time in the church right now where um, a lot of house churches are mm-hmm. are popping up. There mm-hmm. is kind of like a revival, a, a, a spiritual renewal that's happening. Right. There's a lot of prophetic um, popping up in um, the kind of young adult generation are really mm-hmm. starting to discover um, prophetic giftings and um, all of that stuff, which is right. awesome. And then there's a lot of fear in some. And so, yeah, I would just love to hear your thoughts on all of that and maybe even a little bit of your journey in that because, yeah. you know, you didn't start. Um, I was operating in gifts without knowing that it, they were gifts. So Yes, it, thank you it, for it saying was, that. Yeah, had no idea. I mean, I remember someone saying, uh, "No, it was you actually." <laughs> <laughs> I remember coming to your house for some sort of prayer, some prayer little small group thingy, and you introduced me as you said, Stephanie operates in the prophetic, and I thought oh, I need to look that up. <laughs> 
I, I was like, I didn't, I, di- I am? Am I prophetic? I had no idea. Like, I had never, I don't know. It, it's, I just hadn't thought about it. I didn't think about it. It was all about right. wanting to know God and praying. Prayer was my focus. But the prophetic God, my gift in intercession, which is not one of the listed gifts, is the prophetic. The prophetic piece right. of it is what makes it a gift. So knowing what to pray for for someone is you're getting direct revelation um, from the Lord about that. But um, you said so much that I could talk about. One is, you know, as I was saying, you know, when God first started speaking to me, uh, or I started, he started speaking to me differently um, when I was a litigator. I had mentioned we just didn't talk about the gifts that much yeah. up front. Um, what I noticed in our church in particular is same with demonization and all of that. Never talked about it. But when we started talking, using scripture and saying, it's in here, it's a reality. Right. We don't need to be weirded out about it. Right. Sometimes it's just like the elephant's in the room. Let's talk about the elephant. The yeah. elephant is a friendly creature, actually. Like right. It's not something to be scared about. And the less we talk about it, and the less we dig in, the less we learn about it, um, the the worse it is, the more fearful it is. Right. So I really want to speak to that. Like We even in our church, and I love my church, but in our church there was a season where... Um, I remember kind of battling with some of the pastors saying, you know, hey, we need to be very careful that we are not trying to protect the church over outside of the direction of the Holy Spirit yeah. as he's protecting the church. So if he's if he's ready to release yeah. <laughs> teachings at a greater depth because right. of the spiritual maturity of our body, we need to be ready to do that. We don't want to be, pro- yeah. yeah. We don't want to be protecting because that's fear and control yeah. taking over. That's not Holy Spirit with the reins. Yeah. So yes, as pastors, you have a role to protect the flock. But it's always subject to the Holy Spirit's lead and guidance into the Word of God. And so I think a lot of the fear comes from ignorance, as so often fear (laughs) is birthed out of ignorance, Um, that as people learn more and read more. So when you look at like 1 Corinthians 14, and it talks about eagerly seeking the gifts of the Spirit, like it says you are to eagerly seek the gifts of the Spirit. Yes. And what does that mean? So it says, Lord, these yeah. are the gifts of the Spirit. I know them and I seek them. But if you look look around at, and I think it's even further in chapter 14, because I don't remember scripture, memorize scripture well, but where it talks about the purpose for the gifts, when yeah. you really read about the purpose for the gifts, to yeah. build up to church, to strengthen mm-hmm. it, to allow us to pray properly um, embody the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven, the gifts are critical and paramount to our ability to do that well, to steward that well. And so when you understand the purpose for the gifts being to embolden the church, to unify the church, to strengthen the church, Mm -hmm. to encourage the church, to build up the church... When you're eagerly seeking the gifts, you're eagerly seeking the fulfillment of those things actually happening in a church, and it's yeah. good, and it's pure, and it's of God. 
But what people get confused about is that people are just seeking after the power. Right. Which is a wanting attention to go to self. Right. Plenty of people do do that. That's not okay. And it's... The gifts are a means to an end, not the end. Exactly. And, um, and, And they're gifts, which means they're given freely... You don't have to attain a certain level of maturity or, you know, whatever to get a gift, which means that we're going to, some of us are going to be able, are going to start with some level of maturity and some ability. I mean, they can be abused. They can be abused as easily as they can be used well, like anything, you know, in life. And so how do we create a environment of safety for people who maybe don't have the maturity to learn what that is and to grow and mm-hmm. to kind of, ah, what does this do? Mm-hmm. You know, who like Peter lopping ears off in the garden and picking it up. Sorry. Right. Sorry. Well, you know, he's figuring out how yeah. to do that, you know, and I know that's taking that verse out of context, but, um, but then also safety from the standpoint that um, safety for them to learn their gifts. And I'm going to give safety for me to understand what the gifts are. Like how, mm-hmm. how do we have that balance and create an environment and an atmosphere mm-hmm. where we can all grow and learn and move together safely and not mm-hmm. in judgment or offense. And some of that really requires what I've found. And I think you found too in prayer training is sometimes people come in with a lot of healing that needs to happen because mm-hmm. they've been in abusive situations and really needing to let the Holy spirit come in and, and, bring healing and they have to, you know, get rid of offense and some unforgiveness. Um, and then like the ignorance thing, you can't fault someone for not longing for something they've never even experienced or understood. And so how to gently and gracefully invite people into discovering. And I love that you said you didn't even know you had gifts. Cause I've, uh, I remember one particular <laughs> prayer training class, um, this precious woman came and was a little not sure about the whole thing, Mm -hmm. you know, prayer training and all, um, had been on staff at a church that was pretty much operated as a cessationist environment. Mm -hmm. And we, the week of the Holy Spirit happened, you know, and and teach on what the gifts are and examples, biblical examples and practical examples. We just kind of go through it. It's Mm -hmm. very, and then we pray for one another and all that in the end of the class People are leaving and she comes up to me with the book and she's just got this nervous, like terrified, like, oh gosh. (laughs) And she has it open to a page and she's pointing and she's like this, I think that's me. And she's like, (laughs) and like, she didn't know whether to be excited or terrified Terrified, or whatever it was, but you know, and she's pointing it, you know, discerning of spirits and some of these things and she's going I think that's me and I didn't I don't know and oh gosh you know and it's like it's okay it's okay so tell me about that so I prayed for her and was praying for her for the Lord to just um, give her peace first of all and just guard her from the enemy but also to to give her insight you know Mm -hmm. and and God actually gave me a picture of uh, like a, a table with like a toy, but you wasn't readily apparent what kind of toy it was and what mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. And then like the owner's manual next to it and you like open it up and it's like, Oh, look, it does this. It does mm-hmm. this. And so I mm-hmm. said, Lord, I just have this picture. And I'm, I'm like, 
um, just show her, like give her the instruction manual, like show her what it does, you know, yeah. like like a little kid opening a gift for the first time, like show her right. what a, what she can do with it, and right. and your intention that you you're intending for good things, not yeah. for harmful things. That the, this is a this is a good thing for her, and and so I get done praying that prayer about that gift, and then she's like. You said you had a picture. <laughs> and then she goes into this whole other thing where um, we're at the church that we were at that, you know, that I was on staff on also was um, this ballet school nearby, used it for their recitals. Right, right. And her daughter, who now is in her 20s, who I had just brought on to the worship team, she was going to sing on the worship team in a couple of weeks, was in that ballet school when she was a little girl. And she came to that our building for her daughter's ballet recital. And this night of prayer training was during the ballet rehearsals. So there were Mm -hmm. little girls in tutus everywhere. And she's like, I was here 15 years ago. My daughter was on that stage. And while she was dancing, I got a picture of her being older and singing and leading worship. And she's singing this weekend. And she was like, her mind was, (laughs) you know, but it was so precious because she was like, there was just such a sweet moment of the Lord being able and me being able to come alongside and go, it's okay. It's like, good. It's good, it's right? Good. Yeah, and encouraged her it's and helped good. her have faith yes. that she and was heading in a direction that was fabulous. Yes, and God intentionally, like, he designed you and then he gave this to you and he's, he's not doing that to mess with you. Or to, <laughs> so you know funny. what I mean? It's it's for yeah, a purpose. Yeah, you're not evil. It's not you're demonic. Not evil, <laughs> you're not demonic. And, she, and honestly, she had gone through some weird things where yeah. – not even realizing it was kind of functioning that way when she was shut down. And so she was shutting, she kept trying to shut down this thing that the Lord kept trying to awaken. And Mm -hmm. here she finally was in a safe place Mm -hmm. where I could, I could say, no, that's, that's good. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. And this is a safe place for you to now ask Jesus to show you why he gave this to you and what to do with it. Right. And when there's something so simple in that, that's really, really important really important for people to to hear there's a few things but one is like oftentimes I'll have people that come to me with you know oh my gosh I'm having these crazy dreams scary dreams or horrible dreams I'm being attacked pray against the attack and my first question often because I mean if you look at the book of Revelation half of it would have come out as a horrible dream really like let's talk about it right um, but it was very prophetic. <laughs> yeah. And so my first question is, well, what's the Lord saying about the dream? Yeah. Instead of jumping to casting out, you know, to, <laughs> to rebuking the enemy, which we need to know our authority, and that's appropriate. Um, and some are, obviously. But but is what is the Lord saying about it? Yeah. And it's going back to all of this, the, our whole conversation is going back to it's all about relationship. In all things, it's all about relationship. Yes. Do I go through the chemotherapy, Lord? What do you want me to do? Do yeah. I take medication for anxiety? What do you want me to do, Lord? Yes. Lord, I'm having these dreams. They're scaring me. Yeah. Are, why are you allowing me to have these? Yeah. Help, help, me, help me know what to do. So going back to just having that quite show me what this means lord Help, yeah. and sometimes we we jump to assume mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's from the enemy it's just an attack or it's and it might be but the lord is as good at 
showing that to you as he is showing, no, I'm trying to wake you up yeah. to something that's I want to get out of your life yeah. or whatever it might be. So that to me is just really important is it all goes back to relationship. It all goes back to intimacy. I mean, hence sacred space, right? I mean, yeah. it's, it's all about in all things going back, remembering you're going back to whose you are. Yeah. <laughs> you're going back to him. You're going back to your source of life yeah. and asking. So he's going to help you navigate through all of that. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was when talking about creating safe spaces for the gifts and for learning about the gifts. I think Sean Boltz wrote this book. Was it called Experiencing God or Hearing God Speak or something? It's a fabulous book. And one of the things that he recommends that I have practiced very much so is you have to be teachable and you have to be willing to say I'm say I'm sorry. So there are times where like there was this one woman at our church where she was sitting across the church and I got this picture like clear as day. But what I did was I I thought I knew what it was about. Mm. All I got was a picture and there was it was like a whiteboard and it had certain words on it like written out. And all I was supposed to do was tell her those words. Right. Whiteboard, these words, I had a sense of what I thought it meant, which I then shared. Yeah. So in time, when that sense did not come to pass, I reached out to her and I said, and it had been a while, I'm like, this is may sound wacky, but I, I want to just go back. I'm reminded of that. And I want you to know all I saw was this. I saw the whiteboard. Right. I saw these words. I think I might have projected what my interpretation yeah. that wasn't from the Lord. Yeah. And I made a mistake in doing that. And I wanted to just say, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Because what can happen sometimes is when we are practicing and then we add what we think it is. It's huge. It's yeah. kind of like adding, you know, the reason I had to reach out for someone to go on a home visit and them not showing up, me going, oh, I must have gotten it wrong. He said, right. no, 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 no. Hear what you heard me say. Right. Don't. Don't. Don't make it into something it wasn't. Yeah, that's good. And so when we have that grace for ourselves and our grace for others, what I did for that person that I reached out to later, and she's like, she was blown away that I did that. She's just yeah. like, people don't do that, but it's so important because you can make this mistake of thinking, have I done something wrong that it didn't come to pass that way? Especially yeah. if it's someone you trust, who you know is prophetic, who you know, speaks, then maybe you trust the word more and then it doesn't come to pass. You start to self-flame or you think maybe I'm doing something wrong or, you know, maybe God's decided to take this away from me or whatever. So I gave her freedom yeah. in the situation to then even go back to the original word and say, Lord, what does this mean? Yeah. Talk to me about your meaning. What did you mean for this to yeah. mean? And it also, for me, it's just like, it's my, how I clear the spiritual air. Yeah. I want it to it's be clean so that, that I'm like, Guy, I, I, if I misrepresented you, Lord, I'm sorry. I yeah. want, and I, and I can't just say that to him. I need to go to the person. Yeah, that's good. And what that does when you do that, it creates a culture, it creates a climate and yes. an environment of safety because we can make mistakes. Well, and that's healthy, right? Yeah. And that that also removes the opportunity for the enemy to create offense and right. woundedness and everything. It's just like a marital it's like a marital relationship right. or a friendship, you know. Um, if you're willing to say I'm sorry, ask forgiveness when you've overstepped or said something you shouldn't, then that that makes that relationship stronger and deeper and healthier. But when it comes to spiritual family and spiritual community 
and for some reason it's very hard for us in that yeah. and i and i think some a lot of it goes back to the false humility a it's lot of pride, it goes yeah. back to our own insecurity and fear i'm going to look like a fool i'm you know or whatever if i admit that i got something wrong right but it goes to you know so many you know i can make excuses i can deflect i can whatever to protect myself and in that create a, a hostile environment mm-hmm. for and a, a clearly unsafe environment for people. And right. then that's going to really paralyze the ability for the kingdom to infiltrate and for spiritual community to deepen and grow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's huge. That's a really, really big deal. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. And I think, too, just being able to say, you know, there have been times where people have given words to me that they think are prophetic, and it doesn't resonate or I even know that that's that it's not. <laughs> yeah. And to say, you know, that's not resonating with me right now, but I'll I'll set it aside and maybe it'll come it'll it'll come later. Yeah. It gives them the ability to then kind of do their own okay, Lord, but was that for her? Did I get that wrong? I mean, that's part of the the teaching part. He wants to grow isn't it. Right. So yeah, so I think it's just really important. Yeah. You know, the gifts are no different than anything else in a functioning community, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be people who are going to do it right and do it wrong and say it right and say it wrong, you know, all mm-hmm. of those things. You can be in an environment where gifts are actively flowing and mm-hmm. you can see things that you're discerning are of God and, and the enemy can come right in the middle of it and be manifesting something that mm-hmm. isn't. But, you know, I think as believers in the church world, we can tend to be pendulum swingers and we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, the first sign of something that we aren't comfortable with. And one of the things that, you know, when we teach on discernment is what discernment is, but what it isn't, Right. you know, it's discomfort is not discernment. Offense is not discernment. Judgment is not discernment. Right. Um, But we can justify all three of those by throwing the word discernment in there. Well, I'm discerning. This is, right, right. well, no, I'm actually just uncomfortable. Yeah. So I want someone <laughs> to get fear rid of that person. I don't want to deal. Or I am totally offended. So I'm going to say I'm discerning something. Right. And maybe there's something dis- discernment related there, but that's not the way to appropriately and in a healthy way and in a godly way handle it. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it does require a maturity of the people who are stewarding that environment right. to intentionally create a place where the um, the gifts can be actually grown and nurtured and cultivated rather than just to be either go amok or get shut down completely, which is as damaging, if not more damaging, to Mm -hmm. a spiritual community. Yeah, it seems like so many of us, we want to wait to step out until we know that it's going to hit, so to speak. It's going to happen. And if you speak to most people that I know that operate in like miraculous that I would love to operate in because it would be so how cool would it be to see have someone's leg grow back like (laughs) as you're praying like I want that like I desire to see more of that and happening through the prayers that I pray because I I believe God to be that God but most people I know that operate in those giftings will say uh, like the first hundred people I prayed for didn't get healed. Like it's, right. it's about those yeses. It's about he's cultivating our faith. Yeah. You know what it says when I come back, who will be of faith? Like how yeah. many of you will have faith? Yeah. Um, faith is key. It's key yeah. to all of it. And sometimes just our yeses. 
And even when, even when we step out and it, and it doesn't happen the way we believe it is supposed to happen according to scripture, you know, the miraculous doesn't happen, um, the word is incorrect, it's, it's an opportunity for us to step in and just say, you know, I, I say all the time, Lord, I know someone's going to get miraculously healed of something through prayer because I believe you to be that God. And if I am the only person there that's got that faith in a given moment and someone needs healing, you'll use me. Yeah. And the person will get healed. And I believe that to be true. So I'm just going to keep stepping out. I'm going to yeah. keep declaring my faith that the Word of God and what I see in the Word of God. And, and, and He works, He's working out. That's all part of sanctification. He's right. working all of those things out. And um, we don't get there until we're willing to step out. So, yeah, I mean, I guess just going back to just these people that operate in the miraculous and hearing their stories of it was all what we're all just doing, just believing God to be who he is yeah. and praying with the faith that he is who he is and yeah. knowing he'll show up in some way. And if it yeah. doesn't happen in that moment, we don't suddenly go, we don't let our experience or lack of experience define right. our faith. Right. Right. Well, and it's, again, it goes back to the gifts aren't the goal. Jesus yeah. is the goal. Yeah. And then also, um, I just taught the other night, and one of the things that the big focal point of my teaching was when we're more focused on what we want from Jesus than on Jesus himself and the danger of that. Like, we, mm-hmm. we start wanting our healing or our breakthrough or our miracle mm-hmm. more than we want Jesus, and then we mm-hmm. kind of get obsessive over here. Mm-hmm. To, and so suddenly we've really created an idol out of this thing that we're pursuing versus mm-hmm. pursuing him and trusting God. You're God. You're always moving, and you're doing something creative. Mm-hmm. And you are a creative God. You're not, you're not bound by the boxes that we have for you. You're not constrained by our expectations. So even um, like you were even saying earlier about projecting your expectation even even in wanting this over here, God may have something even different and more creative in what how he wants to manifest something when we're praying. Right. And if we get so caught up in how we think it should look, we could miss altogether where yeah. he is moving because he's never not answering. Yeah. He's always speaking. He's right. always moving. Something is happening. Yeah. Um, and how that plays out, whether this prayer like that um, – person you invited to pray, whether this prayer is just the beginning of this journey that God's yeah. going to now take them on, right. that's going to not just heal or take care of the apparent thing, but is going to have this this crazy effect, because it's mm-hmm. never just about us, too, right? right? Um, God's a redeemer, but he's also, he just weaves everything together for this powerful, massive, for yeah. our good and for his glory, you know, working mm-hmm. all things together for good. Mm-hmm. And if we can, again, let go of our expectations and the outcomes we presume it needs to look like, mm-hmm. feel like, be, yeah. and trust that he is moving and step in and have obedience to maybe do something scary that you think, God, ah, that can't happen through right. me, or not get so caught up. It needs to look like that thing. I want to do what they're doing. You know, why can't you show up like you show up when she prays, you know, not get so caught up on that, but get like, Lord, you're miraculous. You're amazing. You are here. This is your son. This is your daughter. Lord, do your thing. I don't know what it's going to look like, but do something. Right. Right. And then trust that he will. That's a very different posture to take in it. And again, you're not always going to see 
You're not always going to see. You're the not outcome. always going to see no, the outcome. Often you won't. Yeah. There's a couple things that I do to keep myself sort of centered on him. They're like self-protection kind of kind of things. And one of them is I I often ask, just give me the one step. Yeah. Because I realized that it actually protects me to not know your whole plan. Yeah. Um, because if I just do the step, I just know what I'm saying yes to. And then I just have to trust you with the rest. And then I'll say yes, and then there'll be another request, and there'll be more yeses along the way. But when I've shown up to things and I, get, I can get in my mind, I have a hard time getting out of my mind. Mm-hmm. And so that can take on a whole life of its own, and the enemy can get me there every time. So I remember being invited to this one prayer thing, and we were praying over a couple that was moving to Northern California. And there were a lot of people that I would consider power prayer people or whatever. And I, I remember parking just going, oh, what the heck am I doing here? I have no right being here. This is, I'm so, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm so stressed about it. Like, you know, should I be practicing prayers? I'm going to pray so that they sound prayerful. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Stupid stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I have to just let it go. This is just my yes is just showing up. Yeah. I'm going to be okay if you don't even ask me to say a word in prayer. So that's going to be my starter. I'm just saying yes to being here. That's all you asked me to do. I'm I'm getting in my head too much going in a place that's not healthy for me. Yeah. So that's one thing I do is just just you know just only tell me what I need to know to say yes. Yeah. You know just the one thing, one step at a time. The second thing I do, and this is often when I'm people come for prayer. I always have to, I never have liked, like sometimes when people come for prayer, they pray for healing. I feel so much pressure. I'm yeah. Like, oh, God. I'm like putting this all on myself. I've lost the point of it all <laughs> before I've even opened in prayer because right. I got into this like stress thing. And the Lord very clearly one day gave me this picture and he goes, all I want you to do. And he showed me taking my fingers and putting them on the person's chin that I was praying for and turning their head to their left or to their right. And then he showed me a picture of him being right there. He goes, that's all I'm asking you to do. Mm, Your only job is taking their chin, moving their head. That's all this prayer has to do. Moving their gaze to him. Yes. Yeah. Direct them to me. Just direct them to me. Direct them to me. Direct them to me. So for me, it was like, that's all I have. And I I can picture it. He showed me that picture time and time again for a very long season to just keep me centered. But so now I just think it before. All I am doing is trying to direct them to him. And it takes the burden off of me, really. It's just, I'm just, oh, okay, let's go down this path over here. How's Jesus? Have you talked to Jesus? Because every one of the gifts we're talking about, the purpose, that's the purpose. Mm -hmm. God healing someone is demonstrating his love for them. It was a word of knowledge for the woman at the well. It was a word of knowledge, right? which that, him saying that was all she needed to go, <gasps> shifted her life, shifted her faith, and then she became an evangelist and mm-hmm. brought the entire town mm-hmm. to Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. All, everything, it's all about bringing us back to relationship. Mm-hmm. We have the ministry of reconciliation, right? Right. We're, we've been reconciled back through Jesus. And so all the ministry that we're talking about in prayer and interceding and praying for people because when prayer ministry really is about people coming with 
brokenness, hurt, heart, you know, whatever it is. And it's all about bringing them back to awareness Mm -hmm. of his care and his love Mm -hmm. and his presence in their life. Mm -hmm. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. This is a really important conversation and I don't want to leave this place too quickly. I want to pray for you. And I know that a conversation like this stirs up a lot of things. There are those of you who have been very confused and even hurt by the misuse and abuse of spiritual gifts. And to you, I want to say, I am so sorry. On behalf of the church, Big Z, I'm so sorry that you went through that. That is not the Father's heart for you. That is not Jesus' heart for you. It's not the Holy Spirit's heart for you. So, Father, I pray for healing right now in Jesus' name. Would you remove rejection, shame, accusation, fear? And, Father, would you, by the power of your Spirit, just envelop your sons and your daughters in your peace and your comfort And Holy Spirit, would you pour out your healing presence into those places that have been bound up for a long time? And Father, I pray for those of us listening who have just been confused or fearful or just don't know what even the Bible says about the gifts of the Spirit. Father, would you give us eyes to see and ears to hear what you say? Not what I say, not what Stephanie says. Lord, what do you say? How are you moving? What are you saying? And God, I pray that you would awaken gifts in your kids, that you would bring clarity to the gifts that have been there and maybe haven't been noticed and would you wake up gifts that have have yet to be seen and lord i pray for protection for wisdom and for discernment by the power of your spirit and your presence in jesus name amen Thank you so much for joining us on Sacred Space. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope God's meeting you and that you're hearing his voice and you are encouraged. If you would like to subscribe, that would be amazing. Also, I would love to ask a favor. If you could go rate and review us on iTunes, that would be a huge gift. If you would like to hear more about Stockton Ministries, Uh, myself, Gina Stockton, or the podcast, you can visit us at ginastockton.com or in the sacredspace.com. And I would love to just hear from you, hear what God's doing in your life, any questions you have or comments or things that this has stirred up in you. I would really love to hear what God's doing 
in the sacred space. <laughs>